Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, continuing today with reading from my book, Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of this, they're available on Amazon, along with my first book, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma. If you're looking for human and spiritual integration workshops, intensive outpatient trauma therapy, um, any other kind of healing ministry information, please check me out at sacredhearthealingministries.com. There's going to be um, more services coming soon. So, so we're starting up with um, chapter on valuing God. Yezu, joy of man's desiring, holy wisdom, love most bright, drawn by thee, our souls aspiring, soar to uncreated light. Lyrics attributed to Robert Bridges from the song Yezu, Joy of Man's Desiring. In taking up this section on valuing God, Something a friend of mine once said to me comes to mind. God can't be a priority. Her point was that he is all. He is the only priority. Consider the passion of our Lord. If Jesus' commitment to us wasn't absolute, things could have turned out radically different. He could have abandoned the cross at any point. However, because he is consumed with love for us, there is nothing to evaluate or reconsider. He didn't need to do a cost-benefit analysis as to whether we would respond well to the love he would show us and the graces he would merit for us. Do we value the Lord the same way? If we don't start from a firm understanding that he knows us and has the big picture of this life and the next perfectly in view, then we're likely to have a honeydew list for the Lord. If we don't realize the depth of his consuming passion for us personally, then we're likely to default into relating to him out of servile fear. Without realizing that the limits he sets for us are a manifestation of his protection for us, we'll treat him like a vending machine, dispensing the grace we need to accomplish our plans, since we presume we have to look out for ourselves. We'll be insulted, angry, and feel rejected and abandoned when his way is not our way. When we relate to the Lord by valuing him for who he is, not what he does or what he can do for us, we're able to remain consistent. Though we may struggle with painful emotions at times, our regard doesn't ebb and flow based on how we evaluate his performance. 
It's a stance of submission to his wisdom, but primarily an acceptance of his infinite passion for us. Let's not cheat ourselves out of the greatest romance the world has ever known and the greatest lover for whom we could ever long by focusing on the how. When we keep our focus on the why of letting the all-loving God love us and loving him in return, the details don't take care of themselves they are taken care of by him according to his infinite wisdom and in a way that will one day blow our minds. So just a little personal reflection on this chapter. You know, I think it's it's so easy for us to, you know, when we, we get up in the morning and we have maybe most of us some some sort of idea of how um, we maybe would like the day to go or expect the day to go, some sense of a plan um, or things that we hope we get accomplished or, or things like that. And um, if we're looking to the Lord to help us accomplish our plan, then it, it's really easy to get sidetracked, and and I know that might sound crazy because we have to we have to have some sense of what we're doing when we get out of the shower in the morning and where am I heading, you know? So, um, and yet, I, I think it requires in a lot of ways just kind of a a constant, um, you know, kind of maybe from our heart or our head evangelizing our heart or vice versa, maybe the two learning to work together in on the idea that this isn't our life. This is not our life. Like we were purchased and at a huge price, right? Like, so our value is the price of, of the son of God. Like the father bankrupted heaven and gave everything to purchase you personally and me personally. And um, when when we start from that, you know, it's it's always a matter of reminding ourselves of how we're valued by him because it's only in that place that we're able to live in the reality that this life is not our own, that we are not our own. We belong to the Lord. And when we live in that reality, the reality of how deeply and passionately we're loved, then we're able to to live in that um, that place of trust where um, we're not relating to the Lord as the divine vending machine, you know. We're really looking to be living in God's life rather than asking the Lord to live in our lives. So what does that look like? That looks like um, seeking his mind and his heart and his desire for each and every day, um, the specifics of the day, and then big picture. What is he really? What is he really calling me to do and to be involved in? And how's he calling me to minister and and prioritize and those sort of things? So, um, otherwise, it's really easy to flip it around and really become, you know, kind of make ourselves into a god. 
even with the best of intentions and even without trying to be hedonists and and go off the rails um and so again you know just again and again and again it's it's got to be it's got to start from a place of really receiving how loved we are by him because i you just really see that um over and over again it's really that infinite passionate love of god piercing our heart is the only thing that's power and not powerful enough to heal all of the woundedness and wipe away all the tears and and all of the lies and messages who that have told us um, from over the years in so many painful ways um, that were that were not valued and have left us feeling that we're on our own to fend for ourselves and then when things don't go our way we're left believing that god doesn't see he doesn't know he doesn't care however when we start you know again like we started in this book from the place of how personally intimately known we are how completely valued protected and provided for by him and that he has the long game in mind it's just kind of taking ourselves back to that foundation over and over and over again i don't think it it can ever be like yep got that moving on so it's um you know as it says in one john it's not that we love god but that he first loved us because that's what pierces our heart that's what that's that's the game changer that's the more most powerful force in the universe he is the most powerful force in the universe and he is love so let's remind ourselves of that deep and passionate love that he has for us and then seek to respond to that love. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.